guys. All right, this is Guy Futz, and this is my brother. Buddy Futz. And we're bringing you guys a brand new show, The Broom Boys. And this is a show about Star Wars, all Star Wars, every little bit of Star Wars. Um, we're not going to really do a whole lot more other than Star Wars, right? Uh, well, I imagine if something massive in the pop culture uh, landscape uh, oh, your kind. Ex- explodes, you know, I mean, like, so say, for example, the pops to mind, the Black Widow movie is coming out mm. here in a few months, you know, in March or May or whenever it is, you know, I don't, I don't think that we can ignore that completely. <laughs> it certainly wouldn't be like, maybe if we both see it, we do a brief review or whatever, uh, spoiler free, of course, because you know, we never know who has and hasn't seen it. But uh, yeah, I think 95% of the conversation will definitely uh, be devoted strictly to Star Wars. Because, of course, also you and I are famous amongst each other for just going off on tangents. So that's going to be probably three to three and a quarter percent of the uh, of everything of the podcast as well. Yeah, tangents, just random shit. Rambling. I, and... You know, I, I think it's worth noting, so there's no confusion, the Broom Boys. Let's, let's explain where that come from, where that comes from. Um, Some of them might know already. Some of them might be cracking a smile and waiting for the explanation to see if they're right. Right. And why don't, why don't you give people the insight? You, you tell the scene so well. Okay. So we all know this little movie that came out two years ago. It's called Star Wars colon The Last Jedi. So it is fairly unique. In fact, it might be the only one among Star Wars movies where it ends not on any of our heroes, not on the villains, not on any of that. But it ends on a character who appeared briefly in the middle of the movie. He helped uh, Finn and Rose escape on space horsies. I don't know what else to call them. Um, <laughs> space horses. Space horsies. So at horses. the end, the end scene is they, him and some other little boys are sitting around playing with stick figures, and you hear the name Luke Skywalker. They're speaking in a language not subtitled, not not in English or basic as it's known in the star wars universe you have no idea what they're saying uh stable owner or their owner because i kind of get the feeling their slaves comes running up yelling at them probably telling them to stop messing around and get back to work (laughs) so camera follows follows the the little little boy he goes wandering off and uh you see him reach out and grab a broom with the force He starts sweeping a little bit, and then he stops, looks up at the sky, and is holding the broom as if it were a lightsaber, staring up at the stars. Credits. So a couple weeks ago, when uh, (laughs) he and I were talking about Rise of Skywalker, I don't know how I got onto the topic of Broom Boy, but I started talking, oh, Broom Boy, you know, apparently he's going to be the hero of something, something later on down the line. Which launched right. us on to a tangent of, well, um, what are those movies going to be called? And we're like, Rise of Broom Boy, Revenge of the Broom Boy, Star Wars, A New Broom, The Phantom Broom. Broom, Bo- you know, Broom I mean, Boy Strikes Back. That's um, right. 
right. Attack of the Broom. I mean, a everything. New we were a new broom. We were just naming all <laughs> of the Broom Boy movies. Oh, and in glorious. doing this, Broom Boy basically became a folk hero. He's our us. mantra. Yeah, he's he's, he's our yeah, he's something. He's... That's right. So, so from that from that goofy conversation is birth a podcast to go over uh, what we were going over in that conversation, which was anything and everything we could think of about this whole story. And yeah, here we are. And here we are. So we will be talking everything Star Wars, the the movies, which are mm-hmm. canon. Yep. Uh, all the theatrical releases. So all all eleven. It could you could argue for twelve since they did a Clone Wars movie that was released in the theater. But for simplicity, we'll just stick with live action for now. Uh, we will be talking about the comic book series yep. that Marvel is publishing. Which is now considered canon. That which is, is canon. also canon. Uh, we will talk about The Mandalorian, which mm-hmm. is obviously the hot Star Wars thing of current time. Baby Yoda. Baby fucking We'll get there, Yoda. guys. We will get there. <laughs> fucking Baby Yoda. Uh, baby Jesus, we'll talk... Baby Yoda. God, That's right. beautiful. Um, we will talk... Uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, the current hot, awesome Mm -hmm. Star Wars video game and other video games. But we're also going to hit what our Lord and Master that Disney now call the Legends. So the old Mm -hmm. expanded universe, which is what basically sustained Star Wars for 20 plus years in between the movies. And And then after the the prequels Mm -hmm. came out, it sustained it again for a while. So those old, those books, those graphic novels and comics, and those video games will also be topics. And I think it is really important to note because, I mean, it, like you mentioned, The Legends is no longer canon. And I, The Rise of Skywalker and, and Last Jedi, um, not, I'm not, I can't really say Rise of Skywalker, but some of the things that I feel really were missed was they didn't pull this old universe into the new one. I mean, you have opportunity chance and a huge trough of, of stories and adventure, knowledge, information, history um, that again, sustained star Wars as a story from 1977. Wasn't it? 77? Uh, well, from from 83 through, um, what was it, 99 when The mm-hmm. Phantom Menace came out? Yep. Yeah. And so that, well, that when... was the first, first bit, but he they continued on with the canon because, or was that when Disney bought it? When did Disney buy it? Disney bought it before The Force Awakens. Yeah. That, but after yeah, they, the they... Revenge of the Sith, right? Oh, long after Revenge of the Sith. Right. They bought so, it in like 2014, 2013, so, yeah. somewhere in there. So they were still adding to the canon what was con- Lucas's canon, um, the legend. Yes. Um, yes. All the basically, way up until. Yeah. Because basically, how, how it worked back in the day was uh, I think it was Delray Publishing had the novel rights. And so they 
were consistent good sellers with Star Wars books. And so they would oftentimes they would just be standalone novels, but then some authors, um, Timothy Zahn is the standout, would write trilogies. Okay. Yeah. And so there was a constant stream of books. Multiple books a year were were coming out telling the the stories of Luke, Leah, Han, Chewie, C-3PO. And I do think it's um, important to note that didn't George Lucas have a pit? He decided every bit that became canon. Well, there well, was a huge no, the, amount of knowledge out there, but he, he gave the green I was, light or Lucas? I was the, getting or, to that. It was basically – it was – basically decided by him that anything published in those books was canon that this okay. is the official story that he didn't think was ever going to get told on film um and i believe that even includes like the novels they wrote about the clone wars um but you know i mean they did books that covered up through I want to say 40 to 45 years after Return of the Jedi, because the first book is called The Truce at Bakura. And it takes place, it literally starts the day after the Battle of Endor. And then they go, and then there's books that cover the whole timeline, like I said, up to 40 or 45 years. And then they did some stories that even take place like 100 and something years in, right. the, in the future beyond that, with like one of Luke's descendants. Okay. And because Luke had a kid in those books. And I think it's also important to note that uh I we didn't specifically mention it. <clears throat> um but we are are also going to touch on the Old Republic. Um Knights of the Old Republic, the Old Republic. Um especially now with the news about what's potentially coming. I'm well, it's not potentially coming. It is, it is it is a hundred percent officially coming Ooh. that they're making movies set in what they are interestingly enough referring to as the High Republic period, which may not is. I don't know. That's like, it's an interesting it's in question. The old and New Hope. It or, could I mean, be. Menace? It, Excuse me, I should say Phantom Menace. It could be. It could be. Um, I mean, the Republic was definitely in decline and had been for a while by the time Phantom Menace came around. Okay. Um, I know the hopes are that it will take place in the time period of the Knights of the Old Republic video games. Um, so roughly 5,000 years prior to the events of New Hope. That is okay. the hope. <laughs> it <Right>. <laughs> I, I did. I liked it. Um, okay, so and which is exciting. And my thing about that, I love the story that those guys tell. The, oh, yeah. the video game the writers, older, oh, they those guy who did they get? They got an actual uh, story writer uh, from uh, Star Wars that is writing, right? Uh, the guy who actually, I think the guy who wrote all of those games and he mm -hmm. actually wrote a couple novels. I think he was a Bioware employee. Oh, um, I would have to, to look into other resources to discover that. Like I could probably look up his wiki. Hats off. That um, dude but, can tell and, a fucking badass story, dude. And I'm, I might be slaughtering his last name, but his mm -hmm. name is Drew Carpetian. I believe is how his last oh, name is okay. pronounced. 
Well, um, you're going to get a quiz on that later in the yeah. show. And Drew wrote, uh, well, I don't think he wrote it alone, but I think mm-hmm. he was the main story and dialogue guy for the Knights of the Year Old Republic games one and two. And he also authored some of the Old Republic novels. Um, But yeah, he was, I think he was the main guy behind all of that. I'm certain he had a team. No one could do that. No one could do that stuff alone. It's too much. It's too big. But I think he was the main guy. The main story, story writer, story arc. Um, Story editor, editor, dialogue probably too at some point. But yeah, I think he was the guy. That, that right there is it's been an amazing story i I watched uh somebody put together all the cut scenes um from the old republic um up to current and dude it's it's it was sick it was great i loved it um from the uh the cut scenes from the mmo or the cut scenes from knights of the old republic mmo mmo from Sorry. the MMO, because yeah, yeah oh, those are those are movie quality. Those are amazing cutscenes, right? Those, yeah, I I freaking I got <laughs> I got into it, dude. I just watched. Oh um, yeah, watch them. Um, if you've never seen them, hop onto YouTube. Uh, look up Old Republic cutscenes. One's called The Return. Uh, one one is oh god, I can't remember the, the twins, name of the one. Man, oh god, the twins. The twins. Um deception maybe or deceived is the one where they attack coruscant like yeah no it's cool they're great and and some of the best just jedi combat you'll ever see it's pretty awesome right Uh, now jedi combat and game though i'll tell you right now though man i'm having a good time with that uh fallen order um oh yeah i'm very very happy with it knights of the old republic favorite star wars game of all time well it's because um, they're, they're the best star wars games of all time right? kotor one and kotor two are literally number one and number two on the best star wars games of all time and, but i think yeah. fallen order is actually number three i, I think I, it I, agree. I think it earned its without place because i saw i saw a list published by one of the one of the gaming online gaming publications they did a list and i think they put fallen order at number three Nice. I I can agree with that without a doubt. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it's fantastic. It's it's wonderful. They uh, you know, new story, wholly new story, but I think with some inspiration from Star Wars Rebels with the roles of the uh that the inquisitors take in the uh, in the story yeah. of Fallen Order. Right? But yeah, you um, find out a nice original story. About that. Um now the 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 main character in that game is actually um, they they did CGI of an actual actor. Yeah, I mean they I, I they can't could remember potentially his name. make him into a movie. They it, could, they could totally. That although that would I be mean, interesting. <laughs> I, he's I I can't remember. I think his name might be Dominic something. Okay, um, but he played, played the, Joker, right? the Joker or a version of the Joker that was on gotham okay um so yeah he's <laughs> all grown up now and did a wonderful job yeah did a, did a really good job i think the kids got some good acting chops and yeah they definitely had he has the potential to 
be taken from video game to the to the big to screen. To the big screen and or to another, Disney Plus. I mean, as you know, no spoiler here because uh, Jedi Fallen Order the second the sequel is coming. Um, yeah, probably twenty twenty one would be. Uh, would be my guess yeah although i'm hoping for some dlc without um, a doubt oh god please i mean and respawn and ea have been very quiet on that front i mean i don't know if they were nervous about how the game would be received and just didn't plan anything um i but i I don't i find it i would find it very odd if there was no further content released for that game well, it plays so well. It's fleshed out. It doesn't feel like you. There's like, um, it, what like the game was rushed and incomplete. You know, it definitely um, wasn't rushed. I believe that game got delayed at okay. least once, as most big AAA titles tend to. Um. About the only games that never get delayed that are AAA titles are the Call of Duty games. Everything else typically gets pushed back at least <laughs> once. I mean, Red Dead 2 got pushed back. Um, oh, it took the, the online forever. Yeah, The Last of Us 2 just got pushed back. I think Cyberpunk got pushed back. Mm-hmm. I think pretty much every major AAA game gets pushed back, which I'm happy to see because... Don't and, give us some half-ass yeah, bullshit. Don't, don't, don't try to, to fix it money. later with patches. Don't God, try to fix it later Honor. with patches and updates. Just oh, well, dude, For Honor was. I awesome love For, for Honor. Me. I still love For Honor. I oh, I, I still it. love it too. I I um, haven't played it in forever, but um, on the PS4, I've pl- okay. That was like months ago, but still, um, yeah. the game has replayability. It's great, but it's one of the ones that they launched with uh updating and doing all that in the background and the secondary like red dead online well ubisoft is infamous for that ubisoft (laughs) is horribly infamous for releasing games and then having them have some state of brokenness that they try to fix with patches and updates uh, after the game is out Ubisoft might actually be the number one offender. <laughs> Bastards. Um, and so, but like, that's exciting because not only do we have that video game, we have another video game char- character that has made an appearance in now um, new canon. Um, speaking specifically of Rise of Skywalker in the visual guide not not the movie not anything like that but the visual guide um what was it that you you heard well so an appearance appearance might be strong but referenced for sure Mm -hmm. in the uh and i actually haven't seen it with my own eyes just because i haven't been to a bookstore um but apparently in the visual dictionary they are showing the red armored stormtroopers that are called sith troopers uh and are explaining a little about them and how they are broken into legions of five thousand, and each legion is named after uh, a dark lord of the sith and the legion that they are showing in this book is apparently called the revan legion which boom boom if 
if that if if what is said in the visual dictionary is held as canon, which I don't see why it wouldn't be, that mm-hmm. makes Darth Revan a canon Star Wars character, which by default should make the Old Republic video games at the very least canon. Right. At least what it tells you is if it's not canon and the games aren't canon, they're they it it's coming in my mind. That's what that says to me because either that's going to be canon or now they have to explain Revan. And right, they'll they'll at very least and they may adapt it. I I think an adaptation is probably what is going to happen. I don't think there will be a direct beat for beat retelling in the movies, although they certainly could. Or they could just um, reference the time period uh, nonstop and use utilize the game as uh, kind of a history book, um, and never actually make any movies or shows or anything based on or like of it, but like base a huge amount of history on it too well yeah but they at the same time could probably get a trilogy of movies alone out of oh god couldn't they revan uh, out of revan leading the jedi armies against the mandalorians and then discovering the the sith Sith empire and then be and then becoming the Dark Seduced? Lord of the Sith, and then attacking the Republic. Probably, mm. I think. I think a logical story arc for three movies would conclude with him being betrayed by Malak, and then you have the video games, the the mm. two console games, and then the MMO, kind of concluding his story already. Right. But I think you could definitely do a, a Mandalorian Jedi Mandalorian Civil War, War movie oh. tri- trilogy. I mean, that would be cool. I would and be that... down with that. Oh God. Like that gives me a boner. Like, boing. yeah, I, I mean, as long it's as like, it's done well, and right, see, and oh, that's done well. That's the other right? thing. That's oh God, the other done thing. well. That's the other thing. So, say they oh. decide to adapt to the video game. Yeah, and say they do it horribly. Uh-huh. Yes, we still have the video games, but those video games are are now obsolete. They're legacy. Legends. 17, 17 years old. So I don't know where they fall into a lot of Star Wars fans' memories. Certainly people our age who who were, you know, in their teens or 20s when those games came out, like you mm-hmm. and I were, uh, know and love those games. But what about the younger people? Anybody um, playing the MMO is going to know. Um, and- to an extent. Yeah, to an extent, because they do, you do deal with Revan. Uh, quite a bit mm-hmm. in the MMO, uh, whether you're a Sith or a Jedi, and it's some of the best stuff in the game. Of course, I haven't played the game in, a now, number, in the MMO in a number of years. I but... guess my thing with it is on what you're talking about is if if they give the not, I mean they have they have a fleshed out great story right there in front of them. How they sure, translate sure. it to the big screen is the big question. And if they allow the people that oriz- originally translated it to the audience, their the target audience, to do it again, or somebody who respects the amount of work that goes into understanding the history of it all, um, 
you're going to get a good product. Um, but if they do this stuff where they don't, and it's, it's not about giving the old fans what they want. It's about understanding there's a history in place. And while you can say it's all obsolete, it endured again, 19, was it 77 or when was the first one come? Did it come out? What? The first movie? Yeah. A New Hope came out in 77. 77. So 77 to, I mean, we'll go 2009. You have at least, I mean, what? You have two decades or three decades, I mean, at least two generations. So you have the people that originally in their teenager years that went and saw Star Wars, all three. And Luke, you're my father, was like, groundbreaking and oh my god he's kissed his sister um and then they showed it to their kids and experienced again uh force awaken i mean excuse me uh phantom menace uh clone wars and revenge of the sith um they experienced that with their kids and now those same people are experiencing it with their grandkids. And to be like, yeah, you guys are old and kept it alive for three decades. Four Four. decades. Four. Four. Forty years. We don't care about you. These are the same people that kept Disneyland going, Mickey. Um these are the same people that bought tickets to the goddamn park when it was $75 for a three-day park pass. Or cheaper. Yeah, it hasn't been that for a long time. Right? There you go. And they kept this shit going. And to be like, fuck you guys? Oh, you guys are just up in the, you you guys are just mad because it's the new generation and this new no bullshit. It's about, well, I go ahead. I I I think oh, you know, ultimately they're going to do what they're going to do. And you, me and every the legion of Star Wars fans can't really change what they're going to do. They might listen to our grumblings and our feedback to an extent, um, but it's never going to alter their direction. One can only hope that whatever old Republic or high Republic story they decide to tell, whether it's Revan or whether it's something we've never seen before, um, that they would at least look at what has come before and at the very least respect it. Um, That's all you can hope for really is that they take this material and treat it with the respect that it deserved because that again was material that kept interest in Star Wars going while there were no movies, while there was no TV show, while there weren't any cartoons, while there wasn't anything going on those books graphic novels video games was star wars and it was star wars because it was embraced by the fans and handed out to us by hey george lucas put that big stamp of approval on it said this is the story this is the story that i can't tell 
and it's just as relevant as what I put on onto the big screen. And it's just as important as what I put onto the big screen because it's it's a it's a galaxy that's uh, and this story is taking place a long time ago in a galaxy far far away. The thirty year story that is you know the rise of Anakin to Darth Vader to the fall of the Empire and Return of the Jedi. There's there's obviously stuff that happened before and stuff that'll happen after. So I'm giving you this. This is what it is because I don't think I'm ever going to make these into movies. Here you go. Uh, it would it would just be good to see whoever heads this project up at Lucasfilm slash Disney to respect that. Yeah. Uh, whether it's direct adaptation or whether they, you know, Speaking uh, of civil war it. That. Yeah. Whether they civil war it or not, you know, because... You and I read the Civil War comic books, Marvel, you know, Captain America Civil War. Yep. That Civil War movie, while it kind of sort of told vaguely-ish a similar story, Mm -hmm. it was definitely not the story that happened in the comic books. But they did enough of – they paid enough homage to it that you you could see the framework. Yeah, you yeah, can you see, can it, see the framework. They, they made it fit into the universe that they had to fit it into. Exactly, and, um, and they did the best to take that original story and keep it intact with the new characters, with the new uh, universe, like what you were saying, and to give us a product that we'd be happy with. <coughs> and I was very happy. Civil War, mm-hmm. the movie was fantastic. And again, they fit it. They fit it in as best they could. And it was nothing they, like they built. what we had, but it was at the same time. It was what we had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think there's somebody that does know how to do that currently, and they're heading up the Mandalorian. Um, uh, showrunner John Favreau. The Favs. The Favs. Uh, God, if they gave him control, if they gave him K- Kennedy's job, oh, uh, that'd be nice. That'd be uh, nice. I, I mean, I don't know that they need to put him as high as Kennedy's job, but they at least he gets him, it though. He does get it. I mean, the Mandalorian is pure perfection. Uh, right. There's no, there's no weak episodes. Uh, he pays so much homage to the fan. I think my favorite one that I like bringing up is the the stormtrooper transport. Right, right, yeah, that was awesome. Uh, right. never, never been seen, in a movie. Never on seen one time on film. Never seen one time. Yeah, maybe not in anything, um, any sort of movie or TV show. Yeah, or even a. I'm trying to think of even video games as that thing's showing up, but it was I a toy. Know. I don't think so. Yeah, it was a toy because it was a toy. It logically you would need to have it. It was just always kind of in the background assumed that's how they got there. And he put it in. Um, you yeah, were mentioning, absolutely. What was it you were mentioning when we were talking um, the gun, the big gun? Oh, yeah, when in the last episode, episode eight of The Mandalorian, when yeah, the uh, was it Moff Gideon? When Moff Gideon has the Mandalorian and mm. Apollo Creed, <laughs> Carl Weathers, <laughs> I fucking love you. Um, 
and Gina Carino and IG-11 and Baby Yoda trapped in the bar, they start setting up a gun, which you've seen that same gun in Empire Strikes Back. They were setting it up to try to stop the Millennium Falcon from escaping Echo Base on Hoth. And I'm a Star Wars nerd, giant Star Wars nerd, source books, reference books, everything I could get my hands on when I was younger as Star Wars, I got my hands on and read and absorbed. So I knew that that gun had a name and that gun was called an E-Web. And then imagine my surprise and pleasure when on screen, Moff, like I said, I think it's Moff Gideon, but the Moff goes, my soldiers are setting up an E-Web heavy repeating blaster and soon we will blah, 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 blast you out of the bar or whatever. And it's like, dude, he called the gun. He could have called it whatever, but he called the gun what it's been known as in the universe to people who, like me, have read about that stuff. And that's what matters. And it's awesome. It's a little thing, but it's a big thing at the same time. Yeah. Little but big. A nod to say, hey, if you knew what this thing was, I got you. And if you don't know what it was, but you know you've seen it before, that's what it's called. There you go. <laughs> and he he gets that. He does it, which is if if it was him at the helm of the movies. And because didn't he he was the one that started, I mean, the whole Marvel like landslide with Iron Man. He was. Um, he, he was definitely the architect of Iron Man. The MCU. Uh, wrote and directed it and if that had been a piece of shit we would not have had the mcu you wouldn't had anything past no i think the fact that i think we would have had iron man and that's it and iron man at the time was um what uh b-list hero at low b-list low b-list i would say yeah and he took that guy Tony Stark, low. I mean, big, big. My, when my dad grew up, he loved Iron Man, but Iron Man had gone to the wayside pretty much, and that was like because of the X Men. Yeah, because of the X Men mm-hmm. and, and Spider Man. Yeah, I right. Mean, I mean, um, the, that was that was the only Marvel anybody cared about for a long time. Which is yeah, I, I'm I'm a huge Spider Man fan, so I. I kind of live that bandwagon. So, but back to Star Wars, him in charge with the writers, say from either, you know, some of the old awesome writers from the original Legends or even uh, some of the video game writers um, that they've had working on Old Republic or KOTOR or even um, the Fallen Order. Some guys that understand story arc um sorry i you know i hate that that's my oh yeah no yeah no uh a cohesive uh, a cohesive story told by the same people which is essentially the opposite of what we got with the new trilogy with uh with force awakens last jedi and rise Right. Uh, was not the most cohesive story from start to finish. Here's I mean, six points. Main, Try and keep them in your story. You know, main story beats, I guess they hit them. Sure, why not? But, I mean, 
can they get Drew Carpetian? Probably. Um, will they? I'd have mm. to put my money on that they won't. Right. Um, could they get Timothy Zahn, the author of the most popular and most beloved of the expanded universe Star Wars novels, the guy that created Grand Admiral Zahn? Oh, I'm sorry, Thrawn, Grand Admiral Thrawn, mm-hmm. who they actually made canon in, I think it was, was it Star Wars Rebels? I think. That they brought his character? Yeah, I think it was Star Wars Rebels they brought him oh, into and made him canon. But the best novels of the expanded universe were written by Timothy Zahn. Could mm-hmm. they get him? They could. Will they? 50-50. Right? I mean, 50-50. They should. It depends. If they somebody should. thinks it de- of it. <laughs> it de- well, I'm sure they've thought of it. I mean, I don't know. I, I I'm wonder. sure there's somebody there that's like, hey, I don't, there's I've, people who've been writing maybe. stories for 30 years. Maybe we should grab one of them. Grab the most popular ones. Grab him by the ball. Wait, no, we can't do that anymore. Grab, grab him by the wallet, not by the ball. <laughs> <laughs> grab him by the wallet and say, hey, let's do this. Seriously, tickle him. Because um, I well. truly believe Timothy Zahn is a fan. As much as he's a creator, I I really believe he loves Star Wars, and I think he loves Star Wars. When you get into it that much, you have to be. When you understand it, when you know and you can call an e-web, um, you have to be a fan. And yeah, I, I think him could. and I think him and Favreau would make an amazing would make movie. stuff. They would make uh, yeah, it would just Speaking be mind blowing. I think mind blowing. You you dropped a bomb on me today. Oh yeah, yeah, fucking bomb, um, dude. I don't. I mean, I I think it's probably still a rumor, so let's take it with a grain of salt. But apparently, oh, I hope it's not. I hope it's true. Yeah, but apparently there is going to be an extended edition of Rise of Skywalker, and not just being... that's not just extended. That's like no, extended. no, no. Hold on, no, no, no. You're you're combining the two. Oh, the two am news. I? Okay. They're doing they they're talking about doing an extended version of Rise of Skywalker with some scenes added back in and some post credit scenes oh back in, to the into into the theater. Mm. But then JJ Abrams apparently wants to release the full director's cut with an additional hour of the movie with the Blu-ray slash digital release. And- hour uh because that's like an entire movie a short movie but apparently from what was said in the article i read he was mandated to stick to he they wanted the movie to be under a certain to be at or under a certain amount of minutes and the stuff that had to go to meet that mandate was mountainous yeah, absolutely minutes? Holy shit. mountainous. Yeah. So, and we're Which talking means he said there's a cameos. Well, mm-hmm. he said it was a lot of cameos and a lot of fan service stuff and a lot of just things that people wanted to see. I think it sounded like there was more Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. stuff in there. I don't know how much it's going to change the story, but it's certainly going to add to add the story, to which Rise of Skywalker desperately needs. It. Um, I keep hearing people say not, it was choppy. I 
that I would explain personally, it. My, my opinion, and I think I told you this, mm-hmm. of course, I saw the movie, you know, days after I had my <laughs> appendix removed and I was high on painkillers, but I saw the movie. Percent. Uh, oxycodone. Oh, high damn. on oxycodone. Is that Percocet? <laughs> I, Is that I don't the know. same thing? <laughs> Fuck if I know, okay. man. I'd like to pretend Somebody like out there I'm knows. hardcore, but no. Somebody I, out there knows. Give me Somebody a beer and knows. some weed, and next thing I know, I'm seeing Smurfs. Yeah, well, so for, <laughs> we'll, we'll, bounce, we'll bounce off onto a little tangent, but I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast when he was talking to Kevin Smith, everybody's mm-hmm. favorite stoner and a, a wonderful creator of, of pop culture himself, a guy yeah. we love. Oh. A guy I got to I got to hug him twice a few months ago. That was pretty awesome. You hugged um, him for me, as I'm going to pretend one of those was for yeah, me. Yeah, the first the first hug was for you. The second one was for me. Um, wow, I went first, guys. See, that's how yeah, much my bro loves me. That's right. But Pro. so him and Joe Rogan are talking, and Joe Rogan, you know, they're talking weed, obviously, because Joe Rogan <laughs> is a famous famous stoner. Um. But Joe goes, have you ever done any psychedelics? And Kev's like, well, what do you mean? And he's like, well, have you ever done mushrooms? And he's like, no, no, never have. Never have. And he goes, well, you were telling me that there's a chemical that the body can release naturally or whatever from the pineal gland, blah, blah, blah. So Joe Rogan, they start talking about dimethyltryptamine, which is apparently a massive hallucinogenic. And he was, so he was explaining to Kevin, he's like, okay, mushrooms are weed times a million. He goes, dimethyltryptamine is mushrooms times a million plus aliens because apparently you see shit (laughs) when you're on dimethyltryptamine. So, yeah, you aren't hardcore, my friend. You are not hardcore. No, 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 I'm not at all. Um, I'm like softcore. It's like this is like porn with the underwear on. Oh, man. So, yeah. So, anyways. (laughs) Um. I hope um, these turn out to be more than rumors because like I told you, and I'm pretty sure I told you this, is I mm-hmm. felt like the movie was the victim of bad editing. Yeah, you did. Um, it ha- Because the pacing of it was very off. Yeah. It you, was, you it was, that. it was very peak and very valley. And then you had a long peak for about 20 minutes and then a very slow descent into a, uh, a canyon not just a valley but a canyon um you know if you haven't seen the movie spoilers feel free to fast forward two or three minutes but i feel the movie starts to peak when ray and kylo have their confrontation on the death star and during or on the wreckage of the death star mm-hmm. uh and you see the death of leia which I actually was pretty impressed with how JJ handled that. Um, if I didn't know Carrie Fisher was dead, I would have sworn she filmed some of those scenes intentionally for that movie. And it wasn't just leftover footage that they magically inserted. Hand, hats um, off to JJ for that editing. Um, yeah, he did that, that he film. handled well, but then of course it goes into the redemption of Kylo because of the appearance, surprise appearance of Harrison Ford as Han Solo, which that was my favorite scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. And then Ray going and having her moment with Luke. Um, that was where the movie peaked. And then shortly after Ray departs and starts heading for her confrontation with her grandpappy, the emperor, the movie definitely started to decline, but it was, um, it was a rough watch. 
It was um, a rough watch. And you're not the first person I've heard say it's the last 20 minutes are the payoff. The rest of it seems disjointed and you're constantly following people just running around space um, from place to place to place to place to place to place to place. And it's just... It seemed like a... It was like a big fetch quest yeah. in a video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then that yeah, wasn't the last players. 20 minutes. The the last 30 minutes of the movie is okay. where it started to, to decline. Okay. There was a 20-minute peak just roughly pad, just a little past the halfway point. Where okay, it peaked, so the horses. And then it's... <laughs> the horses happens during the, the decline. The decline. <laughs> the, the During the, the climb... It's during oh. the climactic battle because they they need so the whole story is <laughs> they have a there's a traitor in the first order's ranks who tells them the emperor's back and he's got a massive fleet and so well we need to find this fleet and stop it. So the fetch quest is them going from planet to planet to planet trying to find the information they need to find out where this hidden Sith planet is, which by the way, dumbest name for a planet ever, oh. Exegol. 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 A flock of Exegol. A flock of Exegols. Exegol. Was was, was Smeagol taken? I guess it was, wasn't it? (laughs) Um, Oh, God. And, you know, because why would they name it after a planet, a Sith planet that's already been named? Like Zost or Korriban. Korriban, that's it. Why would they do that? I mean, why why would they? So anyway, so that's that's what leads Ray eventually to the wreckage of Endor, where the whole good part of the movie or the best part of the movie begins. And then she goes to the planet, has her showdown with her granddad, and the redeemed Ben Solo shows up, and the rebels are getting their butts kicked. And then Lando and Chewie show up with the Falcon with the reinforcements, and it's it's awesome. That scene is meant you know it's meant to mirror because it almost mirrors mm-hmm. the scene in Endgame where oh, it's just where... Cap stand where it's just Cap standing alone against Thanos, and then you hear on your left, and the portals start opening, and the most epic shit ever happens as everybody yeah. oh, God, and their mother shows battle, up the fucking yeah. So <laughs> it, you know it's meant to echo that, but it yeah. just doesn't work. It felt like, I mean, sorry, JJ, it felt like a ripoff. And it felt like a badly done ripoff as all these ships show up with Lando at the head. And you know what? Lando was fucking fantastic. Chewie was fucking fantastic um, through the whole movie. They weren't the problem. It's just that scene was meant to land with some weight and it didn't land. It landed with a feather. Um, Unfortunately, yeah. Endgame beats you guys. Oh, no, not unfortunately. Endgame Endgame deserved... yeah (laughs) yeah endgame beat them to it because you know they watched that movie and said that's what we need to do (laughs) and it just didn't work it just it felt forced (laughs) it felt forced and um so i'm hoping some of those those cuts um added back will add some of that levity and and a, a breath a new breath to some of those scenes that didn't make sense give you a little bit more closure and a lot of the things that um generally feel seem to be fe- people feel it were missing from the films um i don't know the dude, fanfare my, uh, i just wonder because i see 
I see a, a not as much division as there was with the last Jedi, but I mm-hmm. see a lot of people landing on the side of, Oh, that was a great star Wars movie. And I'm like legitimately wondering if they watched a different movie than me. Right. Um, you know, yeah, there, there are people that I'm really, what I mean, they say, I like it. I liked it. I liked it about 80%. And then really you nail them down and it's like 60%, 40%. They laugh about a lot yeah. of stuff, but they also feel like it's just a movie and who cares about, we don't know any of the books or any of the past um, really geeky details. So we don't care. Um, well, and yeah, I'm that's like, not me. I do care, and I do care. Yeah, those, exactly. Those were the fans that were making the sales that put Star Wars continuously on a profitable chore or course that maintained the the universe through again four decades without the people yeah. that invested that heavily. The people that just were Lottie Daw about the films would have never had them. So Yeah, yeah. I mean hats I, need to be tipped. I I really wanted to, to love Rise of Skywalker. Um, I wanted to love all I, three of these. I said to you, I said to you, because my Star Wars bona fides goes back to the very first movie I ever saw in a movie theater was Return of the Jedi when I was three years old. With Bam. Bam. 1983. Because unfortunately, <laughs> I was born in 80, so I wasn't alive to see Empire or A New Hope in their original runs. Now, I saw the re-releases, mm-hmm. but I wasn't here yet on planet Earth to see those yeah, me, those two in the theater. But I saw... Didn't make it either. Yeah. But I saw Return. So Star Wars has been in my life my entire life. And I needed Rise of Skywalker to deliver. And it didn't yet. I will I will buy the movie the moment it comes out and available for home video. Mm-hmm. I will buy any extended editions that JJ chooses to put out. And I hope he chooses to put it out because I would I I want that movie to be good. And if it takes them putting another hour worth of footage into the movie to make it good do it do it because guess what it won't be the first time an extended edition of a movie has come out and have you set through have you set through the five and a half hour extended edition of return of the king because i have (laughs) yeah um and did it make it better not really just made it longer oh well okay (laughs) right um and yeah, well, some of it did, and some of it was lost. Um, but yeah, I really hope it translates into something that is a lot happier and a little bit more fan service than what we seem to have gotten. Um, and you know, I can't help but at least be semi excited about the direction that they can potentially go with it i mean they do have some open doors i mean explaining really more in depth the whole ray and her parents thing i mean from what i hear did they really look like the 
like one of either one of her parents really look like they could be a son or daughter of Palpatine? Uh, well, so apparently, and I didn't gather, I didn't catch this in the movie, but apparently, it's 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 fact that Ray's dad is Palpatine's son. Oh, apparently that I that I I discovered that in an article I read today. Okay. Too. Um, but apparently it's her, her dad is Palpatine's son. I only saw the actor brief. I think you only see him very briefly, mm-hmm. very, very briefly in a flashback. Um, I don't think he looked like Ian McDermott, but you know, I mean, what are you going to do? Um, right. <laughs> I mean, do I, do I need to see where her parents came from no not really not really no. um not i mean i didn't that's i didn't get the i didn't get the impression like you wouldn't get the impression from these guys that you know that he's literal royalty you know that he's the son of the emperor of the galaxy and i've heard a couple times say he they don't seem that distraught about leaving their daughter uh, the I remember the mother seeming pretty distraught. Really? Okay. But it but it also it seemed like they were they were desperate to get away or desperate to put her into the hands of somewhere someone that they felt would at least keep her off of Palpatine's radar. Got it. <coughs> It'll be because I mean the, a, a little bit the of possi- inter- inter- interesting trivia. Sorry. Yeah, I mean because they didn't explain it, you know, like. Well, why didn't Palpatine just have just kill his, have his son kill him and take over his body? Maybe his son wasn't force sensitive, or maybe right. he wasn't strong enough. And so maybe Ray was, and when he realized how powerful Ray was, maybe he revealed his plans, and that's what made them break away. They don't, they didn't really explain that, but I suspect mm-hmm. it's probably going to be something along those lines. Right. Um, it would, it's it's an interesting interesting bit of trivia and i think my favorite about those little things is you throw that into a story about say somebody else that really ultimately what they were running from or knew what they're running from and they were like secondary characters that you see in the background Uh, to me that's that would be even a fun nod um, but that's how you can use that. And I'd say catalyst it into something at least better, but that sucks that they gave you that definitive answer. Um, but Hey, this movie was about wrapping up and not having a whole lot of open holes or strings and, you know, or whatever. Uh, I mean, JJ snipped as many of the branches as he could. Yeah. But, um, as seems to be the new trend, uh, more branches have been and apparently will be cut in the future and uh like i said have been cut already in the past in the comic books that marvel is publishing right like define actually explaining darth's or anakin's daddy um and Darth's his birth daddy. yeah his yeah. his his creation yeah um, and we'll uh, get into darth episode here we're coming up on about an hour and um uh i i think i've got a little bit more in me if you don't mind keeping keeping going but uh um, absolutely yeah i mean 
I think I think you could devote we could definitely devote multiple episodes to Anakin Skywalker slash Darth, Darth Vader. Vader. Um, um, lots of progressions be, and transgressions and everything in his life. Well, and I mean, just because the, um, you know, his career as Anakin as a Jedi was so remarkable. And then his deeds as Darth Vader were so legendary. Um I think it's. I, I think you could definitely devote a lot of time to. I mean, you might say he's the the linchpin of the Star Wars universe. Although, I have heard a very strong argument saying that Palpatine is actually the linchpin and is actually the focus of those movies. When you break it down to uh, to brass tacks, he's in all of them but A New Hope, and he's referenced in A New Hope. And he is the puppet master behind the scenes, pulling all them strings in all right. of them. Yeah. I mean, so the argument could be made that, that the it's the Palpatine saga as much as it is the Skywalker saga. Um, right. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, there's still a Palpatine alive. That would be Ray. Mm-hmm. You know, she might have taken the Skywalker name, well, but there's no like, living Skywalkers anymore. Right. And it's like, Anakin, and, I'm sorry, Anakin, even if he wasn't genetically um, Palpatine's, dude, Palpatine right, was that's, like his force daddy. Yeah, because that's a whole nother rabbit hole is the comic book and you said you looked at it you saw the panels right you mm -hmm, read it yes. in some form or another that it's confirmed that palpatine used the force to impregnate anakin's yeah. mom he was like in a so, spirit world or force world and he witnessed palpatine basically yeah mm, mm, what uh what did we call it what was it called uh manipulating the the midi-chlorians the um, midi the midi chlorines to uh create anakin <laughs> to create anakin and you see him basically like all crystal balling uh anakin's mom's belly um okay so whether or not genetic material was passed through that process is unknown i mm -hmm. guess at this point but um and my thing about it again that I I don't know is and I'd have to see the comic a little bit more and really understand what was going on because he was he was in his Darth Castle or Vader Castle on uh, what was the name of the planet where he got chopped up? Oh, on Mustafar. Yeah, yeah. Mus and there was an old Sith Lord that was there, and basically the idea is a Sith Lord. Um, found a way to cheat death by imbuing his helmet with his force spirit ghost. So, okay. Okay. We've, we've seen something similar in the old in the Knights of the old Republic games when the Sith Lords would basically put their spirits into like their tombs or their coffins. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. that's done. So that's cool that they kind of, that they did that little nod, yep. that and, little continuity. Well, is, and whoever is puts that's the, awesome whoever puts the helmet on he possesses um and so eventually he breaks free and gets his body gets a body back and then him and darth fight um or vader fight 
and Vader eventually and kills him and goes into this like you know to become one with the dark side goes into this force realm and that's where he sees it and you know not to forget about Empire when Luke was fighting Vader and chops Vader's you know helmet in two and there his face is inside of Vader's helmet now we know now that Luke I'm your father and all the other stuff um there was a whole lot of you know relevance there but again Sidious uh or Anakin I'm your daddy um and you have baby Anakin um and yeah, he watches yeah, it happen it um the it wouldn't be the first time the force would fuck with somebody by not having the right person there and having it be a more of a metaphor but i haven't seen the i haven't read the comics so i don't know exactly how concrete what he saw was versus a force vision or whatever Right. But I guess your overall point would be that potentially Anakin is the Sidious actual is baby child of Sidious. Yeah. Not just uh, uh, not just a, a little science project through the force, but actually like could was, be said that Sidious is his father. Yeah. Like he was there in the force and basically used force powers to like Luke teleported himself with the force all the way across the galaxy um and fought that huge battle um well it was it i mean could have been much like that he just projected himself all the way over there and was like hey boo-boo. i mean i i've but force i don't jizz. Bah, you're <laughs> pregnant <laughs> oh take that um, yeah. So a, yeah, I mean, so I mean, Anakin Skywalker could technically be Anakin Palpatine. And at that point in time, Luke, Leia, and um, Ray are all half brother and sister, right? Are no, no Luke, half grandkid. Luke would be so if. They'd all be Palpatine's grandkids. They would be cousins. They would be cousins. Cousins. Yes, and they would all be. They would all be. Yeah, they'd be cousins. They would be cousins, and they would all be Palpatine's. So that's like Ray and Luke and Leia. They're all cousins. It's interesting. It would be very interesting to see if they ever delve into that. Um, But that connects it back around to my point: is that Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, the hero and the villain both of the giant star Wars universe at the end are Palpatine. Yeah. Ray Palpatine is the hero and Sidious Emperor Palpatine is the villain. Sheev. So Palpatine. Sheev. Sheev. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Um, yeah. So the Palpatine's the villain. Palpatine's the hero. The argument could definitely be made that it's the Palpatine saga and not the Skywalker saga. Well, in another because interest, oh, they ahead. didn't let they didn't let Luke or Leia be the big heroes at the end, right? Yeah, which is ultimately my biggest problem with Rise of Skywalker is if it's the Skywalker saga and this is the end of the Skywalker saga, 
And... Why have some take up the Skywalker name? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I get the, I get the, I get the symbolism there, the symbology, as it were. Mm-hmm. But why not just have Luke and or Leia be the heroes? Why not have Anakin, Luke, and Leia be the heroes? Mm-hmm. Right. The 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 penultimate scene in Rise of Skywalker is is Ray blocking Palpatine's Force lightning with a lightsaber and hearing all the voices of a bunch of different Jedi: Mace Windu, Qui Gon, Yoda, Obi Wan, um, uh, Ahsoka Tano. Ayla Sakura, a bunch of, a bunch of, I don't want to say random Jedi, but a bunch of random Jedi. Mm-hmm. Everybody's voice, but Leia's like Luke's voice is there. Um, Mace Windu. Like it was I like, that's Samuel fucking L Jackson. Holy shit. And then Qui-Gon Jinn, I'm like Liam fucking Neeson. That's awesome. Why not? Mm-hmm. Ha- one, why not just have their force ghosts there? First of all. And then two, why not have their force ghosts actually involved? Now, I'm not gonna say anything but unless they completely did like a voice like modification or basically took like words from all of her old like appearances here and there um doing a force ghost of leia would be or leia would be really difficult because carrie fisher carrie fisher unfortunately being but they did but they did a force ghost of leah in the end scene did they they did in the end scene before ray calls herself ray skywalker she looks she's on tatooine she's at luke's old hut that he grew up on the moisture farm which again some random old woman on a space camel comes rolling by and says hey nobody's lived here for a long time that makes me think the place isn't isn't Mm -hmm. empty anymore and blah 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 and what's your name my name's ray ray yeah, Ray. What? Oh, Ray Skywalker. Because and she says Ray Skywalker after she looks over to the side, and sees um, and sees Luke and Leah's Force Ghost. Now, so they now also they did a training sequence showing Luke training Leia as a Jedi, and mm-hmm. I read today actually another article that Billy Lord, who's Carrie Fisher's daughter and has been in all three of the of the new trilogy movies as a resistance person played her mom. She played Leia in that, in the training montage scene. Okay. Um, and they de-aged her like rogue one style and, you know, CGI her to look like young Leia. Yeah. Uh, so it could have been done. It could have been done. Right. Easily. Okay. True. True. Um, but here's, here's is one interesting thing to think about though. All those scenes, um, the force ghost scene. Would were you, you saying that was her or his her daughter her daughter? Uh, wait, hold on, one more time. Ask okay. the question one more time. When did her Billy Lord play Carrie Fisher? Or Billy Billy Lord played Carrie Fisher when Ray goes to the to the planet the that Luke was Excuse hiding me, on. The training montage. Luke yes, was telling name. Luke was telling Ray the the story of basically the la- Leia's which, last night training as a Jedi. Which means um, the scene And Billy Lord mm-hmm. played played at Leia in that flashback scene. Okay. Which and then they CGI'd the scene... Billy Lord to look like Carrie Fisher. Got it. The the Force Ghost Leia scene uh, at the very end 
uh, than with Luke. Was a young Leia. Was there, but the chances are that that was actual Carrie Carrie Fisher footage. And if that was. To me, to me, it looked like they might've taken the image of her standing during the, the hologram message to Obi-Wan Kenobi from a new hope. Oh, and then interestingly enough, they put her, they put a young Leia next to an old Luke. I'd be, yeah. Right. I'd be curious only to find out where they pulled that from, because if it was actual footage or which, if it's a young Leah, then never mind. Um, but well, because she, had the, she had the, oh, the, 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 the buns, she had the 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 ear buns, she had the ear buns and a Crazy. white and a white mm-hmm. robe, white hooded robe thing, which is why I think it was probably pulled from that. Although she mm-hmm. had a smile on her face, so it was probably a composite of two different things. The only reason I I question is because if she shot that footage, it meant it was for the Last Jedi. Um, uh, no, but I don't think she shot any footage. I think that was just something that they put together with that they put together. material. And, and then I think, I think they shot Mark Hamill's part for that, but mm-hmm. I don't think they shot Carrie Fisher's. Okay. Hence, that's why she's young. Leia. Young because I, I think they used what they could. Yeah, and, which would make and, sense. Um, yeah, that's and the only everything, thing that makes sense. Right? Yeah, I mean, um, although it was weird having young Leia and old, Luke, and old Luke, like, why not just make Luke young, but whatever. Right. Well, and how originally what we're used to as Anakin's Force Ghost in the end of uh, Return of the Jedi was yes, old in a, Anakin. In a Lucas, yes, it was Sebastian Shaw originally in the mm-hmm. one I grew up with. And then and later now, replaced by Hayden Christensen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not to say that things don't change and people don't magically get younger with the force. Right. Um, <laughs> I need some. I, I, mean, I mean, Hey, um, you know, of course it could have been, you know, it could have been said that Ray wouldn't have recognized young Luke, but then how did she recognize young Leia? Right. Uh, you know, you know, I, I mean, I didn't make the movie and the image uh, you don't see them very clearly. That's the other thing is you can mm-hmm. tell it's old loop and you definitely get the impression that it's young Leia, but I could be wrong. Like I said, I was high right. on painkillers. <laughs> um, it will be interesting to look. And if you know, fill us in, in the comments below. Um, it wait, we be, have a comment section. I don't know, but we should. Okay. <laughs> We're go going yeah. to. Put that shit in the comments section. I know we are going to have a Twitter. Um, yeah. You know, we're obviously, I think we're pre-recording a few of these before we start publishing just in case real life interferes with a weekly. What? A weekly release schedule. But um, we'll have a Twitter and you can definitely tweet at us whenever we get that up and running. We'll, we'll throw the And the if Twitter you want to see something, hear something, have a question, want to bring up something that we've been missing or didn't know about any number of things just yeah leave it talk, there. if there's something you want us to talk about definitely give us a shout and we will we will cover it um and i i will probably be running the twitter uh, and i will definitely get back to as many people as possible um 
of course, this isn't our this isn't our job. This is a side thing. We both have jobs and families, and so that, of course, will dictate how much time we can devote to this and answering questions. But we will we will make sure to at the very least read everything that is sent our way, <laughs> and we will like it if it's a smart question. So on that note, I'm gonna say have a great night, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, this is Guy Futz. And I'm Buddy Putt. And we're the Broom Boys. Join us for some Star Wars talk.